conversations that you connect with and react to. SAFM. 17 minutes now to 7 in Parliament. The Finance Committee deciding to go ahead with the plan to introduce the two-pot retirement system in March next year. That's despite the National Treasury saying the change should be delayed until 2025 because of the problems it will create. The system would see workers being able to take one-third of your pension. The other two-thirds would be kept for your retirement. Kasati has long pushed for the two-pot retirement system. Matthew Parks is the spokesperson for Kasati. Matthew, good morning. Good morning, Stephen. Thanks for having us. There's been so much contestation over this. The National Treasury has opposed it from the start. Parliament wants to go ahead next year anyway. Do you think Parliament actually will, Matthew, or do you think somehow the National Treasury will find a way to stop it? So we're quite pleased that Parliament you know, responded uh, positively to, to our request to continue with the agreement for next year. And the agreement we had with Treasury, the bill that was tabled at Parliament um, earlier this year, actually provided for next year. We've been having this discussion since 2020. In fact, the previous Minister of Finance, Tito Mboweni, had promised Parliament in 2021 that this would happen by 2022. So we've been a bit frustrated that Parliament has really kicked the can, not Parliament, sorry, Treasury has kicked the can, the can down the road time and again. Um, but look, we welcome Parliament's, you know, agreement that it should happen for March next year. But having said that, there is a lot of work that needs to get done before then for it to happen. Uh, Parliament, both houses, needs to pass the legislation before they rise at, uh, in a few weeks' time. The President needs to sign it. There needs to be regulations promulgated by Treasury. SARS must put in place some system adjustments. And the pension funds, too, must also put in place their work. It's going to be quite tight. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's, it's, it's worth it. Workers are really desperate. They're really drowning in debt. And this is a very popular legislation that's going to help give relief to many workers who are just struggling to survive. But also what makes us have comfort is that it's going to benefit the pension funds too because it's going to help preserve them in the longer term whilst giving workers access to limited portions when they need some help. Okay, so I mean, there are very strong arguments for it and that's one of the reasons that you support it, that it is workers' money and we must never forget that, that people are drowning in debt and we see that all the time, that this really will change people's lives, it'll pay for education for children, things like that. There are arguments against it too, Matthew, which is that we may be creating problems for ourselves because millions of people are going to end up with smaller pensions. There's a reason why we have pensions. I mean, you know, I don't trust myself with my money. That's why I (laughs) sought someone out to do that. Do you see the point? I mean, the, the point is, and this is the argument against it, is that we're going to end up with elder, poorer people who would not necessarily have been poorer if we had managed money properly. So the beauty of this one, Stephen, and we have those fears, and those fears, are, it's good to have fears because you need to find the right, the right balance. problem right now with our pension law is that it's extreme. Uh, you get your money when you retire, which is great, or if you lose your job, you're dismissed or a trench, or if you resign. So what happens right now, because society, the economy is really battered. You have an unemployment rate of 41%, people have lost wages, lost jobs, uh, highly indebted, etc., so what happens now is that if workers are struggling, they just simply choose to resign and they cash out everything. Or when they change jobs, um, they cash out everything. So that's how when you hit retirement age, you find only 6% of workers can actually afford to retire. So that's a crisis. So the law, the change now said that, look, <clears throat> in future, you're not going to resign and cash out. When you change your jobs, you're not going to cash out. So there's going to be much more preservation because that's the biggest trend right now on the pension funds that people cash out everything. And you might find a scenario that a worker actually only needs about 50,000 rand to settle a car loan, for example, or a school loan or medical aid uh, debt, whatever the story might be. But they've cashed out a pension fund worth a million rand, for example. So it's quite extreme. So the law is now going to allow you to continue to work. You don't need to resign. Once a year, you could access 
your annual, a third of your annual contributions, not the whole pension fund. When you change jobs, you're not going to cash out. It's going to be preserved. Um, you're not going to resign and cash out. But once a year, you're going to have a limited part of relief. And then two thirds is going to be preserved for when um, you retire or in the event that you, you lose your job, you're dismissed or retrenched, et cetera. So it's a compromise. There's a fair balance. And that's why we've been heartened that, because it is a scary thing to think about pension funds and what are the possible implications. But we've been you know, heartened that big pension funds like Alexander Forbes said this actually makes sense. It's the most... It's a fair, the best approach, most uh, fair balance for South Africa's unique circumstances. Gives people some relief. You don't have to resign. And also in the longer term, we actually think it's going to preserve more. So that's, for us, it's a win-win. It's not perfect. It's not beautiful. Mm. But I think given our circumstances, it's the best compromise. Because the argument can go the other way. If the economy is going to get worse, then actually you should save more for the future. In a deal scenario, and if we were, you know, a place like Europe or wherever, which had a complete social security net, it'd be easy to to go that route. Um, but like if in our scenario, we have, you know, 41% unemployment rate, where even those who are lucky to have jobs are supporting a spouse or relatives or children who don't have jobs, um, it's difficult to find a job if you're unemployed and the social security net is, is limited at best, then it becomes difficult to go that route. But I think this, for you know, the interim period, the next decade, two decades, et cetera, is the, is the right approach. But also it's being used across the world too. And countries like Singapore, for example, have used this model um, to, to good effect. Um, so I think for us, that's a positive approach. And really what you're basically doing is saying, look, in exchange for longer preservation, we're basically going to give workers a 13th check every year. So you're not going to necessarily settle your, your home loan or even your car loan. It won't be enough to do that. But a 13th check can help you to pay school fees and help you to do some emergency car or home repair or pay off some short-term debt, which is actually consuming too much of your salary. And I think over the longer term, over a few years, that's going to begin to make a, a positive difference in people's lives. Whilst at the same time, preserving two-thirds of your pension fund for the actual purpose, like you mentioned, of, of retirement. Matthew Parks, thank you very much indeed. Spokesperson for Casatu.